Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little bit of sinus going on today. And this is the second week we only have one mic. I've got to text in our tech guy to help us. but So bear with us if we're only in one ear. Well, now you know why. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I, this morning me and Susan were in conversation. And, and this is a very broad stroke. So I'm not sure who this is for. But why do you believe what you believe and why is it so rooted? And I'm thinking not only from a um, worldly, whether it be Christian, whether it be job, whether it be spouse, um, you know, we, we get rooted into things and they become our core beliefs without any truth. There may be some truth in it, or maybe your perception of the truth of you perceive they hate you, or you perceive they don't love you, or you perceive that they've interpreted this wrong, or you perceive, and we get so rooted into we're right that it makes us miss a whole lot of things. And and I'm definitely in this camp. <laughs> I mean, you know, there. I grew up in a household, you know, there were... Two always two ways. There was uh, dad's way and the wrong way, and it didn't matter what the situation was, or if you knew a better way, faster way, cheaper way. It doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, as we start diving into this, and you look at marriage, I mean, there's a lot of things that I can say over the years that you know I've said about Susan that that really didn't have a whole lot of basis in truth. It may have felt that way. It may have, um, may have even been true to a point, but it wasn't the truth. And I think sometimes, you know, as, as we were going through this morning, I just kept thinking, when do we, when do we set a marker and say, this is true? Because I've set a lot of those markers and been wrong and didn't realize it until later. Because I didn't have the whole story. I didn't know the whole thing. I felt this way. I felt that way. Whatever the case may be. But are you destroying your marriage based off of markers you put in the ground and said this is true? Um, they're a bad person. You know, and there are bad people. So I'm not, not discounting that it could be true. And they may be bad sometimes. But, you know, I think back when, when we were at our worst, um, almost divorced, trying to um, figure out why, what I found was a lot of the stuff that was what I truly believed as a marker was not true. At the, now, again, I say I, there is some truth to it. I, I'm not, not discounting it. But sometimes we, if we see a pattern long enough, then we assume it's true. Like Susan has a bad two months. I have a bad two months. And we really, not that we don't want to be married, but we just need time. And we say things that are stupid, that are not true of, you know, you know, I can't stand you or, you know, whatever the wording is in your head. Um, but what if that's 
just a process to get somewhere. Um, I don't know. It, it really kind of this morning's been on me of what I truly believe about someone um, or what I truly believe on in the Bible. I've been proven wrong so many times, not by other people, but by God. And it's the same thing as, as a marriage. You, you get rooted into... Um, she doesn't like me. She hates me. She's going to leave me. She's dot, dot, dot. And we jump in that camp and then we say it's true when really it may not be true. Well, and I think, um, a lot of things that we believe to be true, then we put expectations on our spouse Um, For instance, I grew up where my dad um, did all the outside work. Um, My dad and my brother took out the trash. Um, My dad took care of the cars. And then my mom took care of the house. The girls did the dishes. The girls did the ironing. So, I mean, there were some old-time gender roles, if you want to not that I want to go down that road, but it's just true. So that's what I learned. So what I bring into my marriage is he should take out the trash. He should take care of the outside. He should take care of the cars. I will take care of the dishes. I will take care of cooking. I will when, (coughs) excuse me, um, in reality, um, he may not have grown up that way. His beliefs are are different. But, you know, so coming into the marriage, I have these expectations. I expect him to do dot, dot, dot. He comes into the marriage with these expectations. He expects me to do dot, dot, dot. And then when our expectations aren't met, we have in our head that he doesn't love me. He doesn't. So we develop these new truths that really aren't true Um, and we either don't take time to have the conversation or, um, we just let things go, um, which I'm not saying that that's necessarily an all bad. It's, it's kind of one of those things, pick your battles, you know, have your conversation. Um, and then just because I, you know, grew up in a house that, the man does one thing, the woman does any another thing, doesn't necessarily make it true. In my mind, it's true. But in my spouse's, it may not be true. So I think that is, um, you know, part of how our, what we consider truths develop. Um, I know when we were first married, and, I, and I've said it um, really all of our married life, not only about David, but about a couple of our kids, that they're always right. Um, no matter what they say, no matter what I say, no matter what I do, they're always right. Again, that comes from the household that, um, David lived in and, um, we fight for our rights to be right. And, um, so a lot of times I would just, um, when he was always right, I would just shut down or because I knew I couldn't win, for lack of a better word. And so I would just shut down and um, 
kind of like we talked about last week, is he wouldn't necessarily um, listen to, what, what was it? Um, listen to understand. understand. He would listen to be heard. Reply. Yeah. And um, so it was kind of one of those things that I just would shut down, which isn't healthy and which is part of the reason why we got into the situation we got into. But um, I think just from a, a marital relationship standpoint, we bring into the relationship our own truths um, without necessarily <laughs> seeking or trying to figure out what the other person's truth is and then coming to a mutual agreement. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that, you know, um, of course, being the only boy and dad, and, and we fought a lot, and, and fighting, arguing to me was nothing. It, it truly was a get from A to B. Um, and it, so it's one of those things that, um, you know, you, you said something there that you wouldn't discuss it because you didn't think you could win. You know, we get into that, really both of us, um, on, we're better now by, by all means, sure. but, you know, her comment to win would be the same comment I would say. If I could, I was willing to battle to win, she wasn't. And... <laughs> You know, we, we get these things in our head that we call true that really are more different perspectives, different ways of handling things, um, different outlooks. Mine was you battled to win, period. It wasn't that I was always right. I was willing to battle longer. I was willing to go to the end. Now... There were, there, I can tell you in my mind, there was a lot of times I was proven wrong by other people who were willing to battle long enough. You know, and it's like a, a business deal I heard long, here not long ago, and it really kind of resonated with me. Um, rain dances, the, the Indian rain dances always work if you're willing to dance till it rains. <laughs> And, you know, that's that's kind of the way it is in a marriage sometimes. You know, your personality, you, you have to have that conversation of, you know, and accept who you are. I'm one that I will battle for decades. But that's a huge positive on other sides. But it is a huge negative in a marriage. You know, Susan wants the win, but not the battle. Mm -hmm. And so when you put different people together and we go to, I'm like, okay, I'm about ready. Let's go. Prove your point. I'm in. Because that's what I grew up with. And, you know, my question is, you know, for you in, in this context, are you willing to dance till it rains. Because in a marriage, sometimes you got to dance a long time before it rains. Are you willing to be in a situation to where you're willing to have conversations? We've said this thousands of times. Communication is the key. But 
you have to be willing to communicate long enough for a change. And, you know, it's not about being right. We've kind of grown up that way, that it's about winning and it's about being right and it's about this. In a marriage, it's not that way because you're really battling yourself. If there's any time me and Susan, when we're the closest, we're battling against everyone else. We're standing back to back. We got each other's back. We're in. But... Whenever we go to battling, that means we're on opposite sides. That means no one has our back. And so, you know, to win or be right, at what point, and there are times to throw in the towel, I get that. I'm I'm not saying in all cases, but sometimes, did that fight start 10 years ago? that still has got you fighting each other, not standing back to back? I would probably say most women might say that. Guys have a tendency to to let things go a lot easier than women do. That's just kind of a side note. But And, and I kept think, I thinking, I don't feel like it's like I wanted to win. But I guess when you really take it down to the bare minimum, that's... Kind of what, you know, you're wanting to do is I, you know, or it's more of I want to prove prove my point that um, I feel strongly about this and I want you to, I guess, be persuaded maybe to... You want to win. Uh, you know, or I just, I want to be right, I guess, right. because I feel so strongly about whatever it is at the time. Um is I want to be right. I want you to see my perspective on it. You want to be heard. And yeah, I guess be heard. And that's a great, I think that's really, once you, you know, take it all down to the bare minimum, that's, we all want to be heard. Not necessarily be right, but be heard. And I think when you put it in that perspective, then there's always a way to come to a solution that doesn't end in, hurt, disappointment, whatever. I can tell you that David's gotten much better at always being right. I still kind of give him a hard time about it because um, depending on the what we're talking about or the situation, um, he, he's pretty, it, I, don't want to, I don't know what the word is, but firm in his belief of this is the way it's going to be. And so, um, and as as women or as followers of Christ, you know, there's the word, I'm going to throw out the word that no woman, Christian woman wants to hear is about being submissive. Um, some of that I feel like is submission is, okay, it's, you have the final say, you're right, let's just move on or whatever. Um, but submission is also not being a, a doormat and laying down and, and letting him walk all over you. Um, but I think that, um, a lot of times, um, it's just wanting to be heard, I think is what it really boils down to is, is I just want to be heard. I want to be valued. I want to feel like my opinion matters. Um, you know, it's sometimes I feel like David will say, well, what do you think about this? And I'll tell him and then, he'll go the complete opposite. And it's like, why did you even ask me? 
for my opinion when you didn't really want it to begin with is what it felt like. And although he may have, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. Maybe you can. (laughs) Well, and some of that is, you know, um, I'm going to repeat back to you differently what you said. If when I say what I think you don't do, then you're not listening. Because, you know, just because you say it doesn't mean it's an automatic good idea. And, and that's that's the thing is, with Susan, she's kind of a balance for me. It's not that I'm going to automatically go, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. We're going to go that way because her personality is different than mine. I'm willing to go to the battle. I'm willing to go in, and she's not. So sometimes... Where she's saying, let's just fold our cards and go. I'm like, oh, no, we're battling. We're in. I'm, you know, and that, you know, that's the difference between people. And I, I think it's one of those things that it's not that her opinion's not valued. It's just I don't always follow it because I feel like, hey, no, this is a time I'm willing to fight. Or this is a time... And we both have, I can tell you, a good, simple illustration is I am lost in the computer system. I hate email, and I don't want any part of a computer system. But on the other hand, I can see things when we're scheduling, working with the guys or jobs that she can't do. She does a computer great, knows all the ins and outs, knows how to get there, but she doesn't have necessarily all the working skills that I do. So how do you blend them together and make them complement each other? How do you base it off of whose strength is who? You know, um, you know, if you think about it, I mean, we've never fought about how the computer system works or how we ought to, I may get frustrated because I can't get the information I want. But we don't battle over how to input it, what's this, how the software works. We don't battle about that because I automatically fold because I'm like, nope, not me. Nope, don't want to have that conversation. But there's things that are my strength that I'm going, baby, you don't know about this. I've walked this road before and here's, based off my past, here's what I think we ought to do. So, I mean, at what point do you see the strength in the other person in the marriage? At what point do you know where their strengths are? Because I I can tell you, Susan's input is very valuable to me because it's a balance. It's a perspective that I'm unable to see because of who I am. Um, Does not mean just because I don't go with it, I didn't hear it. It's just when I waited, it, it's like, okay, for me, this is where we got to go. So for me, I don't see it as a submissive thing. I see it as a strength thing. I mean, in how we do things and what we know. I mean, this is going to sound really stupid, but how many times have I argued with you on how to clean? Cleaning's, <laughs> cleaning's not a strength of mine. Amen to that. But I mean, if you really think about it, that's a very simple and stupid thing. But at what point do you value the strength of the other person in what they're strong in? Not 
winning every battle, but letting the one that that's their strength guide. And Susan does pull me back because I would literally go rampaging. Um, and with her balance, it tends to make me tone it down or, or slow it down or pause and think about, okay, is that perspective true? Okay, now the perspective I have is the exact opposite. So where is she coming from? That's the process that goes through my head. Am I missing this? Let me balance this. Is it? I may still go similar to where I was going, but I may not go as strong. Or I may not go as hard because of the balance you bring. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. And, you know... Sitting here, think I'm kind of stuck on the cleaning thing. Sorry, but um, I know that uh, I've talked to a lot of ladies, and I think actually the cleaning thing is is kind of an issue. And and again, um, I grew up where the house was clean, everything was organized, everything has its place, um, and it drives David crazy if. Um, I try to straighten something up or I misplace something or whatever. It drives me crazy that his side table is a cluttered mess. And some of that is because when we have people over, I feel like it's a reflection of, of me and, you know, what people think and all of that. I've gotten much better at getting past that yeah. um, because it really doesn't matter in the whole big scheme of things. But... Um, I think, you know, I want things a certain way. I live or I, um, you know, I just feel better when things are in order and clean and smell good and all of that stuff. Well, that's not important to David, but I feel like that is right. If you want to go back to right and wrong. Um, Can I, I throw in the cleaning thing? Let me throw in right quick. My definition, I work in houses. I've seen the bad of the bad. The, the house with 20 cats, the clothes and trash piled to the ceiling. So when she says, I don't want it clean, that's not a true statement. I don't see it as clean as what she sees it as. Because I'm my thing is our house does have clutter. But if you know my father, he had a pool table full of clutter, and we had to clean it off every Christmas so the kids could play on it. So, But that's kind of my point, is you grew up with clutter, and it wasn't dirt or anything, no. but it was clutter and a lot of stuff. I did not. Everything has its plates. My mom, if you put a glass down and there's ice in it and you plan on eating the ice, she won't get the opportunity because she picks it up right. before you can finish the ice. Um, but that's the, that's what I'm saying is you grew up one way. I grew up another. I feel like my way's right. You feel like your way is right. And so there has to be a blend and a happy medium and is a clean house or not a clean house, a deal breaker and a marriage clean or cluttered. Okay. We'll go with cluttered. Is it yeah. a marriage thing uh, or is it a deal breaker in marriage? It should not be. Although I think it has become that. Um, a reason to get out. Um, but I think that you just have to, you know, there's some things, and this is a great example of you just have to 
Um, I have to come down a little bit. He has to come up a little bit to help. And there, then you meet a balance. Right. You know, it's not a matter of right or wrong. If my house is cluttered until the day I die, I'm still going to die and go to heaven. It has nothing to do with anything of eternal value. It makes me happy and at peace here. If he does not clean up his clutter and... Um, take care of things the way that I think he should, it's not going to affect his eternal value. So it's finding that happy medium, coming to a, you know, this is just the way it is. It's not right or wrong. Um, but it does cause conflict. I mean, even now I'm thinking, man, if he would just help me get some of this clutter and like we have a back room where the dog's staying and it is dirty and it drives me crazy. But if I don't clean it, it doesn't get clean because it doesn't drive him crazy. And so it's just, is it a deal breaker? No. Um, would I love it if he would help and if he would do this? Does he care? No. So it's just like finding that happy medium. Right. And I, I mean, I can give you a list of things that drive me crazy about her. Right. It's like, why? I find that why? hard to believe. But. I, oh, I can. <laughs> Let's not start uh, Yeah. yeah. Hey, my thing is, though. At what point do you communicate through it? And at what point do you find the happy medium? Right. And, you know, I think back when dad was living with us, he's like, listen, I don't want to make Susan mad. What bothers her? And I said, you see them three piles of papers <laughs> you, you got stacked up there? That bothers her. Because I know, you know, we're hitting a balance of I have a table and then I try to help keep everything else kind of picked up but you flip that over i've also got to the point where when we can't find stuff i know i didn't put it away because i don't put stuff away i put it in a place but is it that big of a deal and i guess that's kind of the where we're going with this is you're always going to have those things that drive you crazy about your spouse right that doesn't mean your spouse doesn't love you. It doesn't mean they hate you. It means they're different. Right. We're all different. We all have, based off the way we grew up, things are always different. So at what point are you willing to go to war and get divorced over when really at the end of the day, it's because you didn't talk about it. It wasn't the situation. It was the molehill that kept building and you get enough molehills you get a volcano once you get a volcano you get divorced mm -hmm. but when you break down what really drove it at the end of the day it really wasn't that critical but we never deal with the past we always hang on to it well and i know david asked this question a lot to other people and you know we've talked about it um at the end of the day Five years from now, 10 years from now, a month from now, is it really going to matter? Right. And if you even take that into a eternal perspective, half of the things that we are standing firm on and putting our not, you know, coming off of or whatever, um, if they're not a spiritual thing, then is it, does it really matter in the whole scheme of eternity? Are you really going to get a divorce and throw a fit over the fact that 
there's clutter all over the house. Because in the at the end of the day, does it really matter? If people want to judge me because I have a cluttered house, that's on them. It's not on me. And so just, you know, I would, we need to all consider what are we taking a stance on so strongly that it's really affecting how we treat our spouse, how we, you know, go into our relationships. Because if we just step back for a minute and say, is this really going to matter in five years? Is this really going to matter tomorrow? Um, I think we might change some perspective. Well, and realistically, I go into a lot of houses and the common thing I hear from the women on 99% of them is sorry, my house is a mess. Some of them are true. <laughs> I mean, some of them are a complete, counters are full, tables are full. I mean, I've seen everything. But some of them, I'll be honest with you, I can't find anything out of place. I can't see anything to where everything's cleaned off, everything's dusted, everything, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, my house is a mess. Is your perspective right? Because sometimes what everybody else sees, because you don't know where they come from. You don't know. They may have grew up in a house with 12 dogs and four cats in the house, and it was truly dirty. It was unclean. You know, and that's the thing is, when you really start breaking down life, and dealing with a spouse, you've got to understand that you come from different perspectives. You've got to understand that you have to communicate through it. Um, both have to bend in. Sometimes I know I can't. I've got to be cautious going to war with Susan because I'll shut her down. But sometimes she needs to be where she's like, hey, I need to step it up and go to war a little bit over this. Mm -hmm. That's how marriage works long-term. And you forgive them. And you give them grace when they cross the line. Because they don't know that they're crossing the line. Again, you know, it's, it, this podcast really applies to a lot of things in life in general. And uh, we want to see you succeed. We want to see you look at life differently than you did yesterday. That's really what I think our goal is, is, is to make you pause and say, is what I'm saying, do I truly believe? Mm -hmm. yeah. So we want you to have a great week and we'll be back next week. Have a good one.